Welcome everyone to the gaming couch. Be it video games, card games, or board games, we'll have a good time playing. So come and join me on the couch. This is your host, Smart Boy. How come no one told me that CTR is getting a remaster? Like, I just want to start off on that note. I found out earlier this week that they're doing that. You know, after we got the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, they're like, you know what, let's do CTR also. Which is pretty awesome. Uh, it's a good game. Never played it much with friends because we had a classic PlayStation. Then, for whatever reason, the dog peed on it and it broke. So, we bought a new PlayStation, but it was... That second wave of PlayStation 1, where it was like the mini PlayStation 1 that only had two player ports instead of four. And then we had an adapter, but the adapter we could never get to work, yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Like, never got to play with, you know, everybody, which kind of sucks. So I'm excited for this. You know, I'm excited for the new round, for the new CTR, so I can actually, you know, play with more than just me and maybe one other person, which is cool. However, my big criticism of it is, as of now, they're only releasing on main consoles, Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation. Why not the PC? I mean, hopefully, down the road, they'll do what Crash Bandicoot and St. Trilogy did. I mean, hopefully, they won't wait a year, but, you know, they'll do the main consoles, and then they'll release on PC. And I would find it incredibly stupid if they didn't, simply because... Look at the kart racers. When I say kart racer, like the only thing that really comes to mind is Mario Kart. He's solely on Nintendo. So now if we look at this with CTR, first off, if they're being released on just the three main home consoles, they have a great market because there's really not much competition. Like you got Mario Kart on the Switch, and then beyond that, I think I heard like Sonic is supposed to be getting one at some point. You know, Sega's releasing a new Sonic racer. Okay, cool. What else exists? Like, there's really, like, nothing else that really exists in terms of kart racers. So they got a great market right there just on two consoles. They're going to pretty much dominate, you know, through nostalgia. People are going to buy it. But then also just in general, like, hey, check out this kart racer. It's a big name. It's a big name kart racer. So get that on PC. If you pop it on PC, you're just expanding your market. More people are going to play and more people are going to feel good because in today's world, you know, Home computers are making a comeback. They dominated the market when they first came out, and then when home consoles became a thing, computers kind of took a back seat in terms of gaming because they just couldn't handle it. But now the PC's back. In terms of being a main competitor, a PC is back. You might as well jump on that market. Now, this is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, uh, just reasons. But I want to say, like, last week talked about this whole idea of, like, bringing bringing back ideas that haven't been touched on in a while in terms of genre. But also now, like, I'm just, I'm looking around and I was thinking about this. Remasters are are trying to make a comeback. Well, not a comeback, but remasters are trying to really be a big thing nowadays and not sequels. I'm not saying sequels. I'm talking Crash Bandicoot and St. Trilogy, Spyro Reignited, Doom. Like, those are becoming big i think and i'm trying to think why honestly i'm trying to think why they're becoming such a big thing is it nostalgia is it an oversaturated market of main genre games so developers just looking back and pulling on old ideas like 
what is it that's causing that to happen? And I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea fully. So 2019 gives us some opportunities. Like, obviously, we got the CTR that we're sitting on. We got, I know Doom Eternal's a thing. I'm not entirely sure if it's coming out this year. Let me actually look it up right now. Yeah, Doom Eternal's coming out 2019. For those of you who don't know, like, actually, I, I didn't know about this for a while, but Doom Eternal is essentially Doom 2016 too. Like, it's the the remake of Doom. It's the sequel to that because it just did so well. And that's what I'm looking at in terms of this whole remaster market that's coming up. Doom came out a long time ago, the first one, classic Doom, and we owe a lot to it in terms of just, like, the first-person genre, lots of gore and violence, stuff like that. Like, it, it did a lot, okay? It came out in 1993. It came out a while ago. Just over 10 years later, they came out with Doom 2016, just the polished-up version of that. And what I liked is... It was a, like it was a remake. It, it was a remake because it had a similar story and the enemies were similar, but I cannot attest to if the levels were the same. Like with Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, they took the old levels, cleaned them up with a new fresh coat of paint, and boom, we had the remaster, which was great. I'm not sure if Doom entirely did that because I never really played the, I never played the original Doom, so I can't speak to that, and I haven't done much research on it, so I can't speak to that. However, it worked. And since they added in some extra mechanics, like I know Classic Doom didn't have the whole glory kill thing. It was really fun. Like I I remember playing through Doom 2016 and I did not care. As long as I got a glory kill on everything, I was content. I was really happy. Like the music, of course, was great. The combat, the fast pace, like it's all great. But then just the glory kills just feel so good on top of it. And it worked well as a mechanic, getting health back from doing glory kills. Since it added in that kind of new thing to the series, and since it kind of revived just what Doom originally was, harking back to just that original run-and-gun first-person shooter style, we now get Doom Eternal. We get that sequel. And again, I meant I know last week I mentioned we keep getting a lot of sequels, but this is this is what I'm looking at, though, is a sequel to an old idea, or an idea that hasn't been visited in a while. We haven't really had anything in terms of Doom that really came out and really we enjoyed it. I mean, we had Duke Nukem Forever, which is Doom-esque in terms of its run-and-gun, but that's it's Duke Nukem, like, forever. You know why we don't talk about it. I'm glad that we have this. And now I'm thinking, could the same happen for, like, Crash Bandicoot? Could the same happen for Spyro? Could we get a new game, like like a sequel, yet in that original style, like that, the classic style. I know Wrath of Cortex was a thing, and I know it got mixed reviews, but I enjoyed Wrath of Cortex because it was like original Crash. Like, Twin Sandy, I enjoyed, but not as much as most. Like, I I didn't like the open-world feel for it, simply because it wasn't what I was used to in terms of Crash Bandicoot. It wasn't a bad game. Twin Sandy was not a bad game. It just wasn't for me because it just didn't have that Crash Bandicoot feel to it. And then after that, Mind Over Mutant and all that, I, I, it was, I was all bullshit. I hated Mind Over Mutant. I hated Crash of the Titans. I, it felt wrong. I felt dirty playing those games. I really, really did. Just the artistic style they went with it was terrible. The 
stories were just the. I mean, I know Crash Bandicoot wasn't much on stories. The story was just weird. And the fact that they gave Nina Cortex a voice in one of them was ridiculous. Like, she was silent, and it was kind of cool that she was a silent antagonist. It was kind of it was fun, but then they made her a voice. I don't know. I I just did not enjoy it at all. And then Spyro, the same bastardization of the series and whoring it out, just Enter the Dragonfly, and then that weird, like, dark, gritty reboot of, like, Spyro, Dawn of the... Like, not Dawn of the Dragon, what was it? Eternal Darkness, you know. Why? Why were those things existed, and why were those things sequels? Give us sequels to... Now that we have Spyro original... Spyro back on its original ways, and Crash Bandicoot back to its original ways with these remasters, give us those sequels that fall from that... And I mean, hell, we got Master Chief Collection. I know now they're looking to do the Halo Master Chief Collection, re-releasing that, hopefully polished up, with Reach, might I add, which in terms of just straight multiplayer and even the story, I loved Reach the most. I really enjoyed Reach's multiplayer. I enjoyed the firefights. Mechanically speaking, I loved Reach. If we're talking like pure nostalgia, I will always tip it back to like Halo 2. Like That was like my favorite in terms of multiplayer just memories was Halo 2, but Reach was, like, the best in terms of just overall polish. So the fact that they're adding Reach to the Master Chief Collection, releasing it on PC, it just feels good. It feels so good that I played Halo 4, and I absolutely hated it. I It, it, the story just went out of whack. The whole thing was, like, I hated the entire thing to do with Cortana and Master Chief, the, the, the relationship and the romance, just a lot of, it, it felt, it just kind of started to break away from Halo, which original Halo story was stop the Covenant from firing the rings, killing everyone. Oh, and the flood's there. Like it works. It it worked as kind of a straightforward story, and there's some integral parts to it and interweave. But Halo one through three had a very nice story. But then Halo four just mucked it up, and I never bought it with Halo five. And you know, from there, like Guardians and everything seemed to focus more on the multiplayer, which is not inherently a bad thing because again, Reach had really good multiplayer. I think they just kind of lost their way going forward. So now they're taking that step back and going back to Halo Classic, Halo 2, re-releasing them, cleaning up the Master Chief Collection because it was full of bugs when it first got released, and giving it a PC coat. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy that because I just, I'm not looking at numbers. I'm not looking at numbers. I'm just speculating. I feel like a lot of people that played Halo 1 when it was first released and Halo 2 and the newer generation nowadays that might have been interested in playing classic Halo, a lot of those people on those two sides are on PC now playing first-person shooters, third-person shooters on PC. So giving us Halo on PC, I think it'll be very nice, and it'll be kind of a nice refresher and a break from what we've been seeing with, you know, Fortnite, Anthem, all those other, like, Battle Royales and squad-based things, stuff like that. Not entirely bad games like Siege. Not entirely a bad game. Anthem, I know a friend who's playing it and we talk about it here and there. I like the concept of Anthem. They're not bad. They're just get half-assed at times or get botched up because they focus on that squad thing so much that everything else kind of falls apart, I believe. So now give us back just a classic free-for-all shoot-em-up. Bring that back, which is nice. That's, that's the summation of kind of what I want to look at. Just today, again, a shorter episode, just thinking about what can we get out of 2019 that isn't just normal stuff. I know last week I spoke about my hopes, but now I'm really trying to just 
after looking at a few other things, reading a few other things, watching a few other videos, really looking at what it is the year will have in store for us, not just my hopes, like actual things that the year will have in store for us. I mean, recoding things, repainting things, it, it always happens. Like, I just booted up this game I haven't played in a while, Armello. Love the concept of it. It's a race for the throne. Like, there's a certain amount of turns before the king dies of this plague. You can go in and assassinate the king and take over, or you can gain prestige around the kingdom. That way, when he dies of natural causes, you become the new king because of prestige. And, you know, there's all these stuff that goes into it, how you play, fighting each other, or using, like, politics and sabotage, espionage. There's quests you can complete. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. It's a really cool concept, but the game falls apart in a couple of different places. They rebranded it, and they made it... Well, they didn't rebrand it, but they repainted it, and they made Armello 2.0. They released a big patch the other month to really clean it up, and I decided the other day to really, like, crack it open and see what it was like. It's still classic Armello. It just has a new coat of paint, and, like, in terms of mechanics, there's one or two other... Like, one or two things they really changed. Like, the RNG of completing a quest is no longer pure RNG. It's... They... Sh you know... Your success and your failure, it's represented by tokens, and they shuffle the tokens up and you pick one. It's still RNG, but the fact that I at least get to pick something feels kind of nice, that I have, I guess, some agency in it is nice. But then the main menu's cleaned up, and the way they do this and do that, and you get, you know, unlocks of like that has been cleaned up. So it's nice. But it's, it's always nice to see that, that developers, whether it's their own product, their own IP, or just wanting to revive something with a new concept, it's always nice to see these people go back and relook at things and then clean it up. And from what it looks like, 2019 going into 2020 is kind of what is going to happen. I think a lot of the big names are going to try and do that. Like I know Bayonetta got is on PC and I know it's not like a new, new thing, but I saw a sale on Sega, you know, Sega brand on Steam, and I saw a Bayonetta, and I'm like, I actually might pick that up now, because I never got a chance to play it on the Wii, and I've heard a lot about it, and I'm kind of getting into those style of games, you know, Devil May Cry, Ninja Gaiden, those hack-and-slash-fast-paced challenging games. I'm getting into them, so I thought maybe I'll pick up Bayonetta now that it's gotten a, a clean-up, a new coat of paint, and they dropped it on PC. Cool. So, like I said, let, let's see that. You know, Master Chief Collection... I'm not sure the entire release date on PC. Maybe I can find it real quick because I tend to do that. I just have I just do research and stuff like that while we're talking. Mass Chief Collection update release date on Google. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a lot of confusing results because it like doesn't know which one I'm talking about. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like within the next year or two, it seems like we'll get some nice clean products. We'll get a new CTR. Hopefully, Spiral Reignited gets put to PC, which, if it doesn't, I'll be really confused and be upset about that. Mass Chief Collection being on PC, without the bugs, would be really nice. You know, we got, we got Bioshock a while ago. We got Bioshock re-released with all three. And now I, I, I cannot confirm in any way, though I did see some posts here and there from people on Facebook and things like that, but... The guys who made Dead Space 1 might want to come back and make a Dead Space 4. Thinking about, you know, classic Dead Space in this way. Yep, former visual creative director reveals plans for Dead Space 4. I just Google it. If you put Dead Space 4 into Google, you'll see a July 15th, 2018 article. It's old. It, it's, it's an old article, yes. But I really hope 
they find a way to follow up on that because it would be great. So yeah, let's bring back these old ideas. Let's let's have some fun. Let's have some nostalgia feels going on, stuff like that. And just let's enjoy 2019. You know, these devs are looking at oh wait, wait, wait. Uh okay, sorry, I just thought I just saw something I wanted to double check. And all the stuff I'm fighting about Dead Space 4, it's saying 20, it has 2018 dates stamped on it, which sucks. Still, I'll keep my hopes up. But yeah, give us some things for 2019. Give us some nice stuff that we can mess around with, please. And thank you, developers. We will love you so much if you do that. So I'm going to call it for now. I apologize. It's a little shorter than usual, but you know. I can't always talk for 30 minutes out of my ass. It's it's tough sometimes. Enjoy the week. Maybe revisit some old games. And I'm not saying 1993, 1994. I'm just talking about like games you haven't played in a while or games that were released four years ago, three years ago, and they've been they got a fresh coat of paint recently. Just play them again. See what get that feel for them again. Take a breather from the latest craze, I'd say. The latest craze at this point, they're all very similar. That's the problem with trends. A trend comes out, everyone wants to cash in on that trend, and the market gets oversaturated and we get bored with it. So break the monotonous playing, break the saturation, check out some old stuff. I think I think you'll enjoy yourself, whoever you are. I think you'll enjoy doing that. So take care. I'll see you next week. We'll have we'll have some new topics to talk about. Bye bye.